If we were to lose the ozone layer of our atmosphere, we would be in big, big trouble. Top of the list of concerns would be the radiation from the sun that would be able to reach the earth directly. Sounds pretty horrifying and impossible, right? We were on the verge of it, and it wasn't all that long ago. Hi, I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast of the Weather Network in Canada. The alarm was sounded in the May 16th issue of Nature magazine. Three scientists from the British Antarctic Survey announced that they had confirmed detection of what was indeed abnormally low levels of ozone over the South Pole. We were now in big trouble this day in weather history. So without the ozone, what else would or at least could happen? Well, for starters, the sun's nuclear radiation would seep in and damage the DNA of all living things, including us, by the way. The effects would be fast and they would be deadly. Within only days of the ozone layer's disappearance, many plants would die and there goes our planet's ability to filter out carbon dioxide, not to mention all the other benefits plants and fauna bring to Earth so we can exist. Skin cancer rates would skyrocket. Look, it would be the beginning of the end of everything, and we were getting perilously close to that. Let me put it bluntly. Without an ozone, we'd be Mars. And there's a good reason why we'd never survive on Mars right now. But if Earth lost its ozone layer, Mars would actually be a way better option at that point because at least it wouldn't be as close to the sun as the Earth is. This discovery became a look into the mirror for all humans of their ability to damage the Earth's atmosphere. But in the decades that have followed, this near-extinction-level event became one of the most famous success stories in the history of climate activism. Remember that this day in weather history can be enjoyed a number of ways. Right now, you are listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider, but there is also the daily podcast video short. They are shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective, and oftentimes they will include visuals from that day's event, from when it happened, in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. The ozone layer is a region of the Earth's stratosphere containing high levels of what's called trioxygen, which effectively blocks much of the sun's most harmful ultraviolet radiation from even reaching the planet's surface. They will absorb the effect and refract the most harmful rays away from the planet, so we're not affected. But the ozone is paper thin in the grand scheme of all things, and it is already heavily taxed with protecting us from a star that could kill us before we knew it. So we don't help anything when we burn basically everything on or inside the planet that we can find. Since the 1970s, scientists have been pushing for us to stop the use of deadly and destructive chlorofluorocarbons, but we never listened. They were so easy, and they made companies so much money. So they pushed to have stiff regulations placed on them. And that didn't happen either. No one cared, and nothing was done. Until it was almost too late. Oh, chlorofluorocarbons? Yeah, I knew you'd probably ask about that. They are hazardous chemicals that are found actually in everyday items like air conditioners and aerosol sprays. So for millennials and Zoomers, get this. 
Yet your parents and the people that came before them, they used to spray aerosol everywhere, literally everywhere. They would use it to stiffen their hair. They ran the most inefficient AC units ever created. They really seriously had no idea what they were doing. But this was now the last straw because a hole in the ozone was actually pretty easy to describe and envision for pretty much anyone on Earth. The international community was uncharacteristically quick to act now. This makes me laugh, I gotta be honest with you. They said this had seemingly, quote, come out of nowhere. What? And because of this, quote, sudden appearance of a hole in the atmosphere, they had to act now. Uh, I'll forget it. (laughs) Whatever. At least they did something. Within two years, and all in direct response to this Nature article and the many corroborating studies that ensued, 46 nations signed what was called the Montreal Protocol, pledging to phase out all substances known to cause ozone depletion. And in the years that have followed, all 197 members of the United Nations have signed on to ratify the treaty. It worked! Scientists today, after all this time, now predict that the ozone layer will return to its pre-1980 levels before the end of this 21st century. If, of course, we don't screw it up again or let any crazy, delusional, nutjob world leaders drop out of environmental packs or treaties like this, I'm not naming anybody, I'm just saying. And who do we have to thank? Please welcome the three authors, Joe Farman, Brian Gardner, and Jonathan Shanklin. They were the ones who spotted the hole and saved us from ourselves by writing about it in that Nature magazine article that appeared this day in Weather History. Tomorrow is May 17th. It's been a while between airline stories, but now we're back. It was in 2001, a Faraz Keshem Airlines short-haul trijet crashed while en route to the Gorgon Airport from Tehran Mehrabab Airport in Iran. The irony here is that they were en route to commemorate the opening of this new airport. Did the weather have anything to do with it? We'll find out together tomorrow on This Day in Weather History with me, your host, Chris May.